What's up, everybody? Welcome to Long Time Ago Radio, a conversational podcast about Star Wars and the official podcast of a StarWarsPodcast.com. I'm your host, Joshua Mobley, and I'm joined by my two favorite fans in the galaxy, Alex Vargas and Rebecca June Lane. How are you two doing? Hey, hello. Doing well. <sighs> another, another day, another podcast. Let's another day, do it. another podcast. I hope everybody was a good patriot today. Oh, yeah, if you or- were in the U.S. If you're in the U.S. And, and regardless of who you voted for, used your power as a citizen. Your unlimited power. Unlimited power. Yeah. But luckily for me, my polling station is across the street from me. Oh, I live across nice. the street from a community center, so it's right there. So I can literally walk to it, do it, and then go to work. I can be. What about you, Alex? Where's your poll? What's your voting plan? <clears throat> well, we had uh, since we just moved and we had our absentee ballots we're just filling those out and dropping them off nice easy. so we're we're definitely awesome. doing it though yeah same z's did an absentee so easy nice cool 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 anyways other than polling and doing cool things like you should uh what star wars stuff did everybody do oh no i feel like i never have anything good <laughs> don't worry neither do i this has been a, a weird week yeah it's it ha- it was a we had a good weekend, though. Yeah, it was yeah. a good weekend. Just, just, I don't think I did. Oh, Ahsoka. no. No, I did do something. I went to the Disney store, and they released some uh, Black Series figures. I picked those up. And then I saw a $160 Sally statue that I almost bought. A Sally statue? Yeah, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, $160. Wife, oh, but it's cool. It's yeah. really cool. It better be. Um, I was actually looking at B-roll footage today for my show. B-roll is like the footage you put in. You guys know what B-roll footage is. You're millennials. I I do, but someone out there might not know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's like the footage that's not like interview footage. It's like trees or like just it's just extra footage. Random um, stuff. Yeah, stuff that you fill in that isn't like interview or... Uh, verite, which is, you know, real life things happening, like characters talking on screen. Um, mm-hmm. And I was looking at toy stores because there's a scene about toys that I'm doing for this documentary. And there was all this footage from within a toy store and they were showing Star Wars toys. And it was like royalty free footage of like these Black Series figures. And I'm like, I don't think Disney would be okay with this. I don't know how they That's would get a the really good question. For that. Right? Like would that would Hasbro be upset about that or? I mean, it was like it was on Shutterstock, which is like a a go to B roll yeah. thing, and there was like this shot, and I was like, oh, can I put a shot of Star Wars action figures in my documentary about drugs? <laughs> Could it be is within that acceptable? Like the context in which it was filmed, like if it was at a news event, maybe. It was just B-roll. It was just creative yeah, B-roll like of a toy people, store. The thing about Shutterstock is that anyone can upload footage and sell it. I could put a tripod in my phone out on my porch and record rain on my street for an hour and sell it. Oh, let's on do Shutterstock. it. Like I've th- actually thought about doing stuff like that. Like Long just, time ago, radio rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us going. I do. Someone going. Like a car in the ring. <laughs> I do try and sneak a Wookiee sound into most of the shows I'm editing. Whether right, it's like awesome. s- super soft during like a big, you know, musical, you know, when the reverse symbol comes in and it's all dramatic and bombastic, you hear a little um, 
you know, that I've gotten away amazing. with it three times. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh man, that's pretty <laughs> great. I used to hide stuff, not not in like IGN videos, but I would hide things like on the server. So I would I would like if somebody was like, I need a clip of this thing. I would be like, sure. And since like all of the stuff we worked on was all hosted on a server, I would always call it something like so-and-so's BS that they made me record dot MP4, <laughs> you know, like some just yeah. really stupid things like that. I, I did that at uh, my previous job and we did a, you got, I worked at Universal Studios, but we had the same thing where everything was stored on a server. And if you go into some of our folders, you'll randomly find folders labeled life day. And it's just oh. a picture of the entire cast in that one <laughs> shot with Chewbacca in the red robe. So I'm curious to see if any of my, you know, former coworkers ever message me and be like, did you put this in here? Because there's a few of them in there. That's amazing. Nice. Well, here's a question. I'm uh-huh. doing, so the, the show I'm working on right now is set in the early 90s, which is a notorious Star Wars dead zone in terms of canonical content. Um, oh, the 90s? Yeah. yeah. But I'm doing, like, a flashback right now. I don't know if it'll stay in the final cut of, like, ads of, like, expensive things someone could buy if they're flush with drug money in the early 90s. Was there any, like, really expensive, awesome Star Wars toys that I could flash for a second in my montage of commercials? In the 90s? That's a really good question. Early huh? 90s? Cookie jars? <laughs> An expensive cookie jar? Star Wars there, cookie jar? Uh, they had some, like, Darth... Uh, no, Darth, uh, Emperor Palpatine bus. There wasn't really a lot. You, you, and that was like 95, 96. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But even merchandise kind of took a, you really didn't get anything from what, like 89 to 93, I think. Um, so I think a little, I think it was 96. When was Shadows of the Empire? That's when, that's when it made a comeback. 95 is when the, the, what do you call it? The, um, special editions. Wasn't that 97? Specials no. were 97. 96 was Shadows of the Empire. So 95 right. is when they released the the Power of the Force, the first line, like the resurgence of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there wasn't mm-hmm. much. Oh, well. Well, if yeah. any of our listeners know anything, shout it out. Or have any other fun things that you want me to sneak into the television show. I don't really care at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Just sneak a Wookiee in like way... Where, in the corner? Somewhere in the corner. <laughs> What about you, Josh? What do you, what's your Star Wars news? Oh man, um, still working I, on that lightsaber video. Or... Uh, <laughs> I actually haven't touched that in a while. I've just been really busy with the move and stuff. So, and then all last weekend I was visiting friends, including Alex. Hello. So I wasn't uh, doing any video work, honestly. Um, all I, three of us have moved in like the past month and a half. I know it's a good moving time. Before the holidays. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so I'm. Uh, we got a place. We're moving actually closer to Alex and closer to yeah. like friends and family. So instead of being an hour away from them, we'll be 20 minutes away, which will be a lot, a lot better. Josh, I feel like we probably discussed this in our amazing Patreon-exclusive episode where we watched Maybe. the horrible, horrible Ewoks movie. But I have forgotten... <laughs> Until you mentioned it on the chat the other day that you have not been to Endor. I haven't. I, I've lived next to Mere Woods for like five years and have never been. And so I need to get that done. That's tragic. I know. Well, at least now if people ever come visit, we can go. Like it's it's truly not that far away 
from like well, this sounds like a road but... trip, or this sounds like an adventure. I'll come Bad and we'll all go and record a pod in the middle of a tree. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'm down to go. That sounds fun. And we can call oh. it Return to Endor. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to bring up... So- oh, now I remember what I was going to bring up. I d- the one Star Wars thing I did was I continued watching Resistance. Because there was a oh, new I episode. Oh, I haven't watched any yet. I'm um, such a bad fan. And there was a new episode this week that was apparently awesome, but I haven't watched it yet. And I don't know when I'm going to watch it, just because like, there's all the moving and stuff. We're trying to get the majority of all this stuff moved into the new place by this weekend so that, uh, you know, when Nicole starts her new job, she can live out of there. And then we can just slowly move the, the rest of the things that, like, we don't need, like, books and stuff into the place. Uh, Definitely don't need books. Um. Well, just immediately, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get rid of the books. Plus, um, plus, plus, we have a whole month. Uh, we still have till the end of November in this place. So, like, if it's not super essential, you know, then we don't yeah. necessarily need to bring it, like, day one. We can sure. kind of leave it here. Sure, sure, sure. Is there a natural break coming up in Resistance? Like, is there a first batch of episodes or a first oh, season that's going to conclude? Because I, I would love to like have a, a like, deadline. I mean, and we're on we're on episode five now i want to say this is what just aired but i don't i couldn't tell you um i'd love to have the motivation to watch and catch up and we'll do a pod to like you know yeah see what's been shaken definitely when when season one wraps up i definitely would like to do like a retrospective or like a opinions like how are we feeling about it you know kind of thing totally i will say that as it's been going on it's definitely reminding me of Rebels, where, like, the first episode felt very, like, uh, juvenile. And, like, even four episodes in, it's starting to get, like, serious, you know? Right, like, okay, right. I'm, get, I'm getting more into it as I spend more time with the characters and stuff. I'm starting to be like, okay, I like, I like these characters. I like what they're sort of playing with, like the stories they're going to start kind of playing with. And then I can't mm-hmm. wait till like three years from now, you know, when, when like crazy stuff starts happening. And so yeah. I, I remember when I first started watching rebels, I was late to it and I hadn't seen a lot. I hadn't seen a trailer. I hadn't seen anything. I'm very good at just doing media blackouts on myself. <laughs> um, and yeah, I remember it started a little meh, but the moment, and this is a spoiler. It's been enough but, time. Uh, but it's not a spoiler at all. It's the first episode. Um, I didn't know going into it that Kanan was a Jedi. And so that moment in this in the first episode where he reveals himself to be a Jedi is, like, really good and, a, like, dramatic. Um, and I remember that moment standing out to me being like, okay, even if the tone of the rest of it is is slow to get started, they clearly have their, I don't know, dramatic pacing down and there will be moments where something bigger than you know just this childlike kind of episodic feel is going to pop through have you have there been any moments yet where you're like okay i can see something burning here yeah i'd say a couple cool um there, there aren't really any i will say that this it feels sort of isolated from the rest of the galaxy if that makes sense Sure. It's okay. it's it's sort of interesting in that like you know Poe shows up and stuff because he's he's in like the first episode and all that. But then at the same time it's like 
you know that, you know, whatever happens before Force Awakens is going to be happening very soon, or that, like, Force Awakens has... It's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up. Um, they Apparently, it's, a, like, the events of Force Awakens are supposed to happen at some point in the first season. <clears throat> so That's awesome. So it we looks like the episodes that have been announced are nine um, with the ninth episode on November 25th. So maybe before the end of the year, we'll do a little recap. Yeah, I'm, won- I'm wondering if they're separate, like if they're doing that thing where they take a break for the holidays. Probably. And then, and then come back and finish the season. So I'm wondering, yeah, if there's going to be a mid-season finale where they're like, Force Awakens is about to happen starting now, you know, and then we go off and do that, but... Cool. Who knows? All I can we'll say is see. that I'm enjoying the show, and I think that people should give it give it a shot. Amazing. I got over the art style pretty quick. It took me maybe like <laughs> two episodes before I just stopped caring. There you go. Yeah. That, that's honestly about it. I, I did go by the rest of Vader's Castle, so now I have all five, but I have not read them all. I read the first one. Um, yeah, I'm super behind on those. I got them. I haven't read them. One day. Yeah. One day. I didn't know they were all out, and then I went to the comic store with a, a coworker of mine because he had to pick something up, and I was like, oh, hey, three and four, and I picked him up, and then while I was about to pay, he was like, why don't you get five? It came out today, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, twist my arm, so <laughs> <laughs> I just bought the rest of them, um, so I need, to, I need to get on those, but again, with moving, I'm like... I'm like I need a separate box for my my cause my like reading pile so that I remember. Yeah. You know? so. I call it my shame pile. A shame pile. I know it's big. Mine's pretty big right now. So. When we first started this podcast, I bought like every single new canon Star Wars <laughs> book because I was like, I'm gonna read them all once a month. Yeah. Blah, blah blah blah. And no, no, no. It's hard. Are hard. Yeah. Adulting <laughs> like is I, hard. I took Adulting a so big break from like Star Wars audiobooks. And I'm just now kind of going like, yeah, I could maybe go and listen to some again. But right now I'm just like, eh, I don't feel like it. I don't know. Wow. Just haven't been in the mood. The best thing we do in our Star Wars week is this. Yeah. <laughs> Every let's, two let's weeks. Let's take advantage. Yep. Exactly. All right. Well, if that's it, are you both ready to get on to the topic of the show? Let's do let's it. Let's do it. All right. Once again, listeners, you're listening to Long Time Ago Radio. Whether you're from the class of 77 or Solo was your first Star Wars film, you're welcome here. And now on with the show. I don't know who you are or where you came from. But from now on, you do as I tell you, okay? Look, your worshipfulness, let's get one thing straight. I take orders from just one person, me. So one day you're still alive. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? No reward is worth this. All right, so we're finally getting back to doing character studies. We had done one before. We did one on Obi-Wan, and you guys actually, like, listened to that. We got good feedback about it. People like just hearing about lore, apparently. So we're going to do more, and we're going to do one right now. And we're going to talk about Princess Organa, General Organa herself, and we're going to go over all of her. Um, well, we're going to talk a bit about her as a character, her as a symbol uh, outside of the universe of Star Wars. Um, we'll talk a little bit about her representation in Legends and in Canon and how they differ. And some other things. 
So we're just gonna we're just gonna talk all about Leia today. Um, I don't really know where to start. I don't know if anyone has anything they'd like to say. We do have some fun facts about her name and maybe some other things. Cool. Um, I know Becky, you had had a couple things you wrote down too. I have a really cool thing that you guys might have known, but I didn't know, and I'm okay. going to lay right it on now. Me. Lay it on you. Ah. <laughs> Great. Uh. Oh, wait. No. Okay. Sorry. I was going to paste a link <laughs> in the chat and then it went away. So I'm just going to copy and paste so it doesn't screw up here. Um, so I know why she has her cool buttons. Do you guys know how she got her I cool I think buttons? I wrote this down, but uh, let me see if we have the same thing. So well, you go the- for it. The coolest part is actually the photos. So um, George Lucas told Time Magazine for Evs ago, um, I think 2002, that he was looking for something that wasn't stylish. And it was hard for him to find something that didn't look, you know, because it was the 70s. And the 70s style was very specific. And he wanted something that was going to stand out but wasn't going to be, you know, to poppy um and he also said and then fisher said that he didn't want a damsel in distress didn't want it to be your stereotypical princess look he wanted a fighter and someone who was independent um and what he was drawing from was actually a couple pictures of um, mexican revolutionary women which is amazing. In um, the traveling exhibit called Star Wars and the Power of Costume that took place, um, there was an inspiration board uh, that shows a photo of Clara de la Rocha, a famous Mexican revolutionary who rose to rank as a colonel and who was descended from landowners um, with a bandolier slung across her body, wrapped around her waist, and her hair is styled in two distinctive buns, which I will send you guys the link right there. There's another one with a better picture with a whole bunch of ladies posing. Um, and he had written a little post-it note on that picture, Mexican Revolution Hairstyles Women, which I just love. <laughs> that the buns weren't just some random hairstyle decision. They were something that he picked up from an actual revolutionary. He knew that he wanted Leia to be something different. Um, so... Have, have, do you guys see the picture? Yes. And it looks exactly like it. <laughs> Isn't that so cool? Yeah. That is exactly what I had written down. I had the thing about her hair. So that's cool. So I loved that part. Super yeah. cool and historic. And I had never seen that. I had never either. The happy women. Um, so yeah, very cool. Yeah. I have another fact about her name. Like where her name might come from. Amazing. Um, and I got this from wikipedia obviously where you get all awesome information about star wars uh it says the name leia has a number of potential origins it may have been derived from leia which in arabic means weary alternatively it might mean mistress or ruler in assyrian um additionally a talmudic i hope i'm saying that right source cites Layla as angel of night a third origin could be the greek word Basileia, which means rain, uh, like a like a uh, like a the reign of a king or a queen, and then it says uh, there's also a biblical character named uh, Leia in the book of Genesis, and then I of course like it, it did not copy and paste the whole thing because it just cut off, and I'm like ugh, so now I gotta scroll down to the article again. 
<laughs> find the friggin' thing. Where'd it go? Anyway, yeah, her name has a bunch of meanings, and, and they all kind of fit the character, which I, th I thought that was really interesting. But it made me wonder if it was intentional or if it just happened, you know? Because I, I know that, like, you got to be weary about just putting meaning into things all the time, right. yeah. but at the same time, it's like, that's pretty coincidental. So, yeah. I, don't know how you, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, Darth Vader had the, you know, dark father. Mm -hmm. So I have yeah, probably a good idea that that was pretty close. And and I think, you know, again, I'm, I'm going to I think I'm going to forever reference our George Lucas episode because I feel like I learned a lot. I mean, and one of the things that I learned is just how educated George was and how well read he was. And I don't think that he I think there was a lot of things that maybe jumbled up in his brain um, and stuff. But I, I think a lot of it was at least informed, if not totally intentional. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I wouldn't believe that. <laughs> I wanna believe in the the woke Lucas theory. Um, woke Lucas, yeah. Woke, woke Lucas. Alright, so Leia across both canon and legends is in like seemingly everything. Like she's everywhere. Um so obviously she's in the all of the original trilogy. She's been in every sequel trilogy movie and will be in episode nine uh post hum humanously is that how you say that post humanously humorously i, I don't <laughs> the death <Humor>. of humor <laughs> uh, something like that um because they announced at some point that they were going to use un unused footage from episode seven and eight uh in episode nine to like close out uh, Leia's story um, but they weren't going to CGI Carrie into any of the scenes so I think I find it interesting that she's been in like I mean she's Everything. like a, she's like one of the three right the three core characters like it's Luke Leia and Han basically yeah though I feel like I well say. I guess now that we have Solo um, oh that just makes me think and this is kind of like a, a probably an end of the podcast kind of conversation, but did you see that Millie Bobby Brown dressed up as Leia for Halloween? Yeah. No. <laughs> she pulls like, it off. Our honey. dream, our dream casting for a young Leia movie leaned into it, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't even. Just make uh, Leia Princess of Alderaan a, 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 a movie. Do it. It's a good book. So should oh. we start can, like canonically with like I, her whole life? Yeah, sure. We can go from there. Um, so obviously she was born uh, from Anakin and Padme, but then quickly separated. <laughs> tragically. From, from all that. Tragically and quickly separated. Given to Bail Organa. And God, why can I, why can I not remember her, her uh, adoptive her, mother's name? Because they never say it. Oh, they, no, they totally do. Oh, they don't it, in the movies, but... Uh, in one of the books they do. Well, here's a question just about her birth. In, you know, Re uh, Return of the Jedi, um, when Luke asks her if she remembers her mother, she says she does. Is that, do you think, force memory? I think so, because there's no other memory she could have had. I mean, she was yeah. really out there with her mother for, what, 20 seconds? Yeah, you wouldn't remember that. I, I, I love that, and I feel like even in that trilogy, um, 
there is those hints that she is kind of a force sensitive in that particular way, um, kind of telepathically, emotionally. Um, but yeah, remember she says that she remembers she was beautiful and sad. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. True. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. and sad. Uh, Brea Organa was. Brea Organa. Yeah. Yep. And so she spent her young life on Alderaan. Now, did she know she was adopted? No. She didn't. I don't think so. I, You know what, actually, now that I think about it, I think in canon she knew. Uh, she did. Okay, no, she did know. Now I remember. Because in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, she has to go through this ceremony to be, like, crowned as, like, princess and, like, heir to the throne. But because she's not, uh, they they comment on the fact that it's widely known that she was adopted, mm-hmm. um, but they don't know adopted by you know from where they just they, oh, yeah. they're just like oh she was adopted so she has to go through this whole thing where it's like <clears throat> even though I'm adopted I'm the rightful heir of Alderaan when my parents are gone and stuff like that basically interesting interesting yeah. but she never thinks like. It, the way that she describes it is that she doesn't even really remember her like real parents so she doesn't really think about them that often she she considers like the organas her parents yeah she's the only people she's ever known as parents yeah so it's not like she feels like an outsider or anything like she loves her parents and that's part of the conflict of the book because um in the in the book she's a teenager and her parents are subtly, you know, working to create the the Rebel Alliance sort of in the background of the book. They don't say it, but you know that's what it is, you know? Um, and she's angry that they're not spending time with her, mm. basically. Um, and then eventually, like, you know, they bring her into the fold. Their argument is, like, they want to protect her, you know? Um but she keeps getting into trouble with, like, you know, she keeps bringing on the ire of the Empire, which is something that she does in Legends also, which we'll get there. This sounds like a but great book real quick. The ire of the Empire. The Ooh. ire of the Empire. The, emp- the ire. Empire. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she keeps going on these, like, diplomatic missions and doing all these legal loopholes to, like, get refugees food and stuff like one of the things she does the equivalent of like bringing home a puppy and going can we keep it but with like thousands of of uh refugees awesome. <laughs> where like she goes to a planet to give them all food and then she's like wow they can't live here this is horrible and then she basically puts them all on uh her ships and then it goes through some legal loophole where they're she's like no we're uh she, she's like we're hiring them like they're going to be off-world workers and stuff so that they can go through imperial customs and she brings them all to alderaan and her parents are like what did you do (laughs) like they have to be like well we have to be kind rulers so they're like oh you're gonna get clothed and fed and like you know we'll give you homes and they're all happy and it's great but she's like you can't just be bringing like thousands of people here you know what i mean like it's (laughs) it's 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 funny because it's it's a it's a great book I, I definitely recommend reading it. Um, and so what's the time period of that book? It is before A New Hope, obviously. Cause so what ages is still does it start and end on? Um, 
I mean, it doesn't have to be exact. It could be rough. No, it, she's definitely a teenager is the mm -hmm. implication. I think she's like around 14, 15. And does it end right before A um, New Hope? Or? No. I, I, I know that it, I think it ends a couple years before then. Gotcha. Like, it, 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 there's no time jump in it. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's all teenager stuff. Um, gotcha. and I don't mean teenager stuff like, oh my God, boys. But I mean like, just is there like, boys? there is a boy. Yes. <gasps> There's some romance guy. You get to Ooh. like meet her first love. Is there smooching? Um, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. There's a part where the braids are let down. If you know what oh. I mean. Oh. <laughs> well, they talk about how they lead up to it too. They talk about how on like Alderanian women, like braids are like a big deal. And, and uh, you know, they have all this like cultural significance. So when a, a woman offers someone like their braids to be like let down or untangled, it's like very intimate and um, like letting down like a safety net sort of Interesting. kind of thing. And they talk about that in the book. And so that's a thing that happens at one part. Well, I'm so With a nice young man whose name I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious yeah. now. You know now how I kind of want to reread that book. It was series. super good. Love <clears throat> it. And who wrote that one? That was Claudia Gray. You love Claudia Gray. I do love Claudia Gray. She's written like all the Leia stuff, honestly. Um, and also, there's a Lost Stars like crossover moment in in <sighs> Princess of Alderaan. Um, so like it, you've read up to this part, Becky, when they're graduating and they go to the the like dance, the ball or whatever. Yeah, I've read all, all of in Lost uniform. Stars. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, you finished it. But uh, uh, Thane's like, yeah, I got to dance with the princess or whatever of Alderaan. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's, a, it's, there's a moment in the book that I absolutely love, and it's Leia talking to her mom, and she's supposed to go to this ball, which is the same one, and she doesn't want to go because she feels guilty Um she feels guilty that like there's people, there's all this suffering and stuff. She can only do so much and that she doesn't deserve to have moments of fun or like relaxation when there's all this suffering going on that she can help stop. I hear that. And her, and her mom has to explain to her that like, no, it's okay. Like you have to take moments, you know? So true. To like enjoy your life because you know, things are going to like end one day or you need to like create these memories. Or like, and, like our planet may blow up. Yeah, our planet might be consumed by a giant fire. laser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mom, when did that ever happen? <laughs> That's never gonna happen. Oh boy. Fast forward um, twenty years. Yeah. Oh no. So I think canonically, the next thing is her being on Rebels. Correct. Yes, because she's at that point she's a member of the Alliance, member of the Rebel Alliance. So then, yeah, she shows up in one episode of rebels or is there more i only remember the I one just remember I think the it's one just the one with the hammerhead yeah. corvettes yes where they like steal mm -hmm. them yeah okay yeah I, th I i figured it was just one um but yeah and she gets to and we get to have some fun character crossover moments her talking to ezra and kanan yeah. and um, she has that great line too in that episode it's like where she says, like, I feel like... Uh, because I can fight, because I, I have can't, to. Yeah, 
for those who cannot. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's very cool. And then who who voiced her? Is that's the same person who does like the voice of Leia in lots of things, right? I think so. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, honestly. I know that the there's a completely different person playing Leia in Resistance, mm. but I think that there was like a person that they were using for like younger Leia. Yeah. But I, but I'm not 100% sure. So, I think I think the cool thing about the Rebels episode though is that you get a sense of what the life she was living was before New Hope, before it was blatantly obvious that she was a, a rebel. You know, right. she had to have one face for the Empire and the Senate, and then her other side was being they, you know, a rebel. They do that a lot in that book that we were just talking about, too. There's a whole scene where, like, they have to have dinner. Like, Tarkin just shows up at the Organas, and they have to be all polite, and Mon Mothma's there because he, like, suspects a lot of things. So they have to yeah. be like, oh, come to dinner. and like there's this like great tense scene where it's all of them eating and they have to be like super polite even though there's this weird like uh suspicious political battle like underneath all of it it's super cool i like that touching on that they did a really funny star wars tales comic years ago where it's leia and she's growing up i think she's like 12 or 13 and She's she's being a kid, you know, and they have Tarkin coming over for dinner and everything. And the comic ends with her dropping a water bottle or a water bottle, a water balloon on Tarkin's head. And he's just, you know, <laughs> he's trying to be professional and this water's just dripping down his face. And it's just a it's so oh, such amazing. a funny little like last panel for that story. <laughs> I, uh, now great. I'm just thinking of wet Peter Cushing. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, fun, fun. So, and then the next we see her is in A New Hope. Um, but I want to, I found a couple things about wh- who Leia was in earlier drafts of George Lucas's Star Wars. Yeah, go for it. And, um, you know, she wasn't the awesome take charge, someone's got to save our skins chick off the bat. Originally, she was supposed to be a spoiled member of a royal family. Um, and that family included a brother named Biggs, funnily enough. Hey. Um, Biggs would then be cut and then return as Luke's friend, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they changed their mind about Leia. There was another draft where she was set to be the daughter of Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Um, And Luke was going to be a cousin. Um, Even weirder if they made out. Um, Not weirder. Equally weird. Less weird. Um, Yeah, and then there was ones where she was just a military leader and then there was one that she was an assistant of a general. So, like, George, I think, was going back and forth trying to figure out, how do I make a female oh, character yeah. interesting? Um, he went back and forth on, oh, like, on a lot of characters. Like, Han was, uh, like, a green alien. And uh, Luke <laughs> was a woman for a while. And, and, then, and then, like, a 60-year-old general. Like... <laughs> I wonder if that's the the general that they're saying she was an assistant for. Yeah, like he... Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But apparently even when they got the script down, there were still some issues that they had to work out during filming. Um, In the script, when they went to shooting, Han and Luke, when they rescued Leia from her cell, she was unconscious. And 
Carrie and other people on the staff had some objections about that interaction because she wasn't going to be thrown over somebody's. But it's just such a stark contrast to have, mm-hmm. you know, Luke and Han rescue an unconscious woman and then have her blasting open the trash chute saying somebody's got to save our skins. Like, you know, he clearly veered in one direction. And I wonder how much of that was actually meeting Carrie and... uh seeing what someone yeah. with some chutzpah could actually do with that character. Some chutzpah. Yeah. That's the best way to put it. That's funny. Um, famously, She's a lot of... has got the A lot of other women's women auditioned for Leia. Sydney, Willi- Sydney Williams of Laverne and Shirley fame very nearly got the role. Have you seen um, the test footage that they have of her? Yeah, they have it out there. It's on the YouTube. Yeah, it's, she does a pretty good job as a Leia. Like, the yeah. Leia that we know now, she's very close to it. Like, she has that soft-spoken, but, like, take-charge type of feel. Yeah. It's really it's really fun to watch. Yeah, you should go check it out, especially if you're a Laverne and Shirley fan, like I am. Shlemiel. Shlemazel. Shlemiel. Nothing? Potato. Potato. Oh, gosh. <laughs> We're gonna you guys make it. Night? Uh, yeah. After all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sorry. <laughs> okay, we're all Let's binging Laverne and Shirley. Potato, tomato, tomato. So, a new hope, Leia. The first time we actually see her is via hollow. No, it's, that's not true. We see her on the ship. And she has really bad aim, which bothers me. Oh, no, she kills one. Sorry. My she head's does all kill over a place. guy. She kills a guy. First thing we see. And then yeah, she I, There was always a... some joke that like she never misses. Oh, I does. think I think that's canon actually. I think isn't there a part where that she's I don't know if it's a cart uh a comic or something that she has sharpshooting training? Uh, I was reading that. She in does her. in the Leia comic they show her training like when she's a kid. Love it. But I don't yeah, I don't know. So her going toe-to-toe with Vader is one of the best early scenes. Um, I think I was too young to realize how important she was. She w- she just was, you know? It's not like I was yeah. watching it being like, wow, this is really refreshing to see a strong, take-charge female <laughs> character. Because I was seven, so that's what I see, you know? Right. Um, but did you guys crush on early Leia? What was your initial reaction to Leia? I crush on her? No. Yeah, I didn't either. For me, it was just, you know, there are these, you know, badass characters in this movie, and she she knew what she was doing. That's what I liked about her. That she wasn't like, well, you know. I mean, she is, you know, standing up to Vader, first thing you see her. She knows how to use a blaster. She's, you know, making fun of Han Solo and Chewie, like, you know, this seven-foot beast that she's never met that can pull the arms out of her sockets, but she she knows what she's doing. Like she's in charge. I always yeah. really like that about her. Yeah. It, so you, neither of you were like you know. I'll admit, crushing on. The, okay, there we, tur- there we when go. When she when she has the uh, the the Boosh bounty hunter outfit, and she oh. takes off the helmet. <laughs> Just because I've always loved helmets, and that's one of my favorite helmets in all Star Wars. That's I thought you were gonna say her hair you. when she takes the helmet off. Oh, when she does the like the like the hair flop, like the yeah, that, that part's pretty cool too. But I there's I some, love you know there's something about a good hair flip, yeah. you know. 
<laughs> oh, I can't tell if you guys are just really good boys or you're just full of it. No, um, like, like my okay, so my two favorite outfits that Leia wears in all of Star Wars is that one and her uh, Hoth outfit, the white bodysuit with the with like the poofy vest and the really cool hair. Yeah. Those are my two favorite Leia outfits in all of Star Wars. There you go. I don't know there if I can go. pick that. Come on. <laughs> like, two favorite outfits and all of Star yeah. Wars? Yeah. Well, of hers. Well, that Leia wears. I'm like, gosh. I mean, she they... doesn't wear I mean, that she, many her, other outfits. Her Ewok dress is nice. Yeah. She does have a nice Ewok dress. <laughs> um, I love that, that in Forces of Destiny, they they finally explain where that came from. Super funny. Uh, Speaking of costumes and Leia, um, mm-hmm. famously... Uh, George Lucas would not let her wear a bra because yeah, in, there was no underwear in space. Yeah. That's right? what he said. There were no, yeah. there was no underwear in space. And uh, they had to taper down. She had a story about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but if it, Carrie in her amazing, one of her amazing memoirs, wishful drinking, um, she said, which I think everybody's heard when she died was that, when she dies, she wants her obituary to read. I want to be, it reported that I drowned in moonlight, strangled by my own bra, um, <laughs> because apparently bras were dangerous in space. Um, but yeah, she also was not a huge fan of the metal bikini, um, though. Yeah, there's a good story about that. Um, like apparently there was a huge controversy because there was some dad at some toy store with some kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't, what is this? This is recent I don't, I don't know too. anything about this. Is this recent? Is it? Yeah. Be, oh, it's, well, tell your it's story. It's 2015. Yeah. I'll, yeah. It, tell the story and I'll tell you why it irritates me. So in 2015, Fox News ran a story that there were parents who were skittish about a toy that depicted Princess Leia in the metal bikini. Um, and one parent was like, you know, what do I say to my kid? You know, I was just blown away looking at it. And apparently there was a Wall Street Journal interview with Carrie Fisher, and the Wall Street Journal was like, there's been some debate recently about whether there should be no more merchandise with you in the Return of the Jedi bikini, to which Fisher said, I think that's stupid. And then the Wall Street Journal says, to stop making the merchandise. And she says, the father who flipped out about it. What am I going to tell my kid about why she's in that outfit? Tell them that a giant slug captured me and forced me to wear that stupid outfit. And then I killed him because I did not like it. And then I took it off backstage. Exactly. So- <laughs> well, because of that, they it was an unofficial mandate to not make any more merchandise or to portray Leia in that outfit in the artwork or anything else. And, I mean, yeah, it's a revealing outfit. It's not the prettiest outfit. But, I mean, there's been some really nice pieces of, of art, like some really cool paintings of Leia in that outfit. Well, I think the thing about that scene and that outfit, and obviously we're jumping ahead to that movie, but I think we're just talking about it all in general, um, is that it is totally tied in to the story, the plot, and also a character building moment. It's not just her in a bikini for the sake of her being in a bikini. She's literally held captive as a woman by a dude who has a bunch of slaves. And then she uses the tool of her capture to kill him violently it is so metal thing it really is is literally very metal literally um yeah and and i was reading more articles about that and kind of digging into that and how because 
that character was so strong and Carrie like was such a badass that while there was a lot of jokes like Big Bang Theory, any TV show you turned on, it's like, oh, Bikini Leia, like, oh, nerd fantasy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It really never took away from her. Like you saw her displayed in the white outfit just as much like oh yeah it was not something that defined the character you know um in a negative way although can i air a little grievance real quick about the whole Please. about the the, the costume grievance. it's a general grievance that i have um general grievance oh my god and we we totally don't have to put this in the podcast i just want to say it right now so one thing that i've always found irritating especially when people do cosplay is the the use of the slave leia costume to I don't know. So one of the things that's, that's always bothered me is that people, I've seen a number of cosplayers who dress as Slave Leia, but they'll mix it with other characters. So you have like Slave Leia Merida or Slave Leia Tardis or Slave Leia this, this and that. And they're saying that it's in, you know, they're doing this costume because they love Princess Leia and this, this and that. I'm like, you're not doing it because you love Princess Leia. There's so many other outfits you could have done your crossover with. You're doing that for a completely different reason. And it's always irritated me, especially one specific cosplayer who, when Carrie Fisher passed away, decided to do hashtag, uh, you know, rest in peace Carrie Fisher to all her Slave Leia pictures to get publicity. Like, don't do that. Like, it's an iconic costume. It is. So are her other costumes. But be respectful in the way that you use the imagery, especially for a person that meant a lot to us. Yeah. Fair enough. Boom, boom, boom. Beep, bop, boop. She did tell uh, uh, Daisy Ridley at one point. She was like, don't let them put you in the bikini or whatever. <laughs> like, Which I don't think they... I don't think they would. I don't think no. they'll do that. Chewie no. could pull it off. I think he could do it. He <laughs> has no pants. Oh, he's already naked, isn't he? Yeah, he uh. is. So, Leia, <laughs> let's see. So, she's just pretty much general badass in A New Hope. And then in Empire we get a love story and we've talked about this love story, especially in our love and relationships episode. Um, And how I think, I think the sequel trilogy makes the whole relationship work so much for me because it isn't a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. isn't a long-term functioning. They're meant to be together forever kind of relationship. Um, they are very much two different people from two different worlds with two different ideal sets. Um, and, you know, uh, Carrie Fisher actually joked um, on a panel years ago about why her and Han didn't work. Um, you know, and she made all these euphemisms about how he smuggled too much and he was hanging out with the hairy guy too often and um, you wouldn't take me on hyperspace. Like, um, but... I don't know. I find their relationship with the kind of coda that was given that they couldn't make it work and they both went in their own directions and she became a general and he just kept smuggling. Um, I find the Empire Strikes Back portion of the relationship like fascinating now. What do you guys think? Hmm. Yeah, I. it's funny because in Legends it seems like the, the relationship goes a lot smoother even though it has some... Uh, <laughs> rockiness but i feel like the sequel trilogy 
kind of has a more real and i know realism is sort of strange when we're talking about star wars but it ha- i feel like the sequel trilogy has a more realistic reaction to that ki- that relationship where it's like yeah i would have been happy for a bit but then uh, you know it's kind of hard to change well they had their roles you know, in the what galaxy people are that yeah. too like and i and i get the sense like han never wanted any of that you know it's like, I don't know. It's well, strange. I mean, it, I love you, I know. Even though it was, like, improvised by Harrison Ford, I feel like that's very, you know, demonstrative of their relationship. She has this emotional capacity that she can balance with her duty, and he's just a smuggler, you know? I don't yeah. think he has enough to give. Um, it should be said that those two actors were having a very heated affair during Oh, they were. <laughs> the filming of this of this series. If you don't know that, then you do now. Um one of my favorite Carrie Fisher quotes of uh before she died was at one point she called up uh Harrison Ford and was like, "When are you going to die so I could tell everybody that we had sex?" Um <laughs> which I love. I just love her to pieces. Um but yeah. Yeah. You want to go on to her <sighs> life after Return of the Jedi? Sure. There's some pretty big things that happen there. Yeah, not not much happens with her character in Return of the Jedi, besides just not really. She's just like, oh yeah, I, I'm your sister. <laughs> I've always known somehow. <sighs> oh my gosh! But though yeah. I just found a thing that apparently Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford were slightly drunk during the filming of the arrival in Cloud City. I can see that. Because they, no, they pulled it off flawlessly. Because oh. they were partying with the Rolling Stones, who had fit, been, uh, visited production. What? That's interesting. Who knows? Who knows? They were just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, funny. There you go. All right, go um, ahead, Alex. Take us. Yeah, go ahead. Into the future. Well, in the future. I mean, we have a good thirty years that kind of goes between return of the jedi and the force awakens and luckily there's at least one book bloodlines that gives us a hint as to what happens during that time and it's really cool because you're getting the actually no not only bloodlines you you get the aftermath trilogy too because they reference leia a lot there because she's Mm -hmm. actually influencing a lot so in aftermath you have the you know the whole i don't she's not pregnant yet is she or she just found out she's pregnant like he's um, in trying, trying bloodlines, no bloodline. Uh, Ben's no aftermath already. Oh, aftermath! Yeah. I don't know. I haven't read aftermath. Uh, well, in aftermath, you see a lot of Han and Leia's relationship, especially in the second book where they're going to free the Wookies, and even there, they're they're they've been enjoying a long distance relationship, which makes sense because it's the end of the Empire and they're trying to hunt down all the last remnants and this, this and that, but you watch at the end of return of the jedi and you, they're very close together you know they just did a mission together and it's kind of like right after that point they slowly drift away because of what their tasks were what they were doing in the galaxy and then you skip mm-hmm. to bloodlines and already you have them separated you have ben solo i believe he's with luke right at the time yeah, he's off at school he's off I at think. school and then you have Leia doing her whole senator thing, and that is definitely not the place for Han, and Han is doing these races out in the galaxy. So again, they're kind of reverting to their individual roles in the place. 
And he's um, racing. He's like literally just like racing like spaceships. Like pretty much. A teenager. Yeah, he's he's doing these these runs with this with his Millennium Falcon. So he always likes being like know. this. You know, he, his home is on his ship. He even I think at one point mentions that you know, he the Senate is not his home. There's no planet where he lives. He's always found the Millennium Falcon as his ship, and because of that, he goes from place to place to place. So there's that long distance relationship. And I mean, there's more than enough to keep Leia occupied. She has, uh, she there's a there's a spoiler in Bloodlines, which uh, we won't give out because it's kind of cool. But uh, things happen, and people learn more about her personal history, and it starts to influence the way that the galaxy works. And and all because of that, you start to kind of see the beginning of the the pieces coming together for the First Order. Not saying that it's directly because of her, but I think some of her story and backstory influences the way that these things come together. So explain to me. So uh, right after Jedi, we create a new Senate again, and then is she a senator? What from Endor? She is. Well, she, I, <laughs> I don't remember. Where Representing is she from? the Ewoks. Do you remember what, what she represented? <laughs> I honestly don't uh, remember. In canon, yes, in Bloodlines. When, um, at that point, she what? She wasn't a senator, correct? Wasn't she? Uh, well, isn't? Don't they like? Isn't it like Corellia or something, or is it or wherever the New Republic's based out of the the place that gets destroyed? Yeah, Hosnian Prime. I think that's what is it that is. It? Yeah, she's a senator yeah. there. Mon Mothma is Mon Mothma, basically like Queen of the, queen Republic, of the Republic, not well, Queen. She's, but she's like, getting ready to. She's like Chancellor yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Well, they're voting for Chancellor, and I think at that point people were pushing. She's retiring. Yeah, she was retiring, and they want Leia to do it, but Leia has always been in the like the active role she enjoys being part of the you know the reconnaissance reconnaissance she wants missions. to make things happen make deals change yeah. minds well, well not even like, that she wants, she wants she's always been that military role and there's mm, these things mm. that are starting to kind of happen and she's like well that's i don't want to be the face of the republic like that's not what well, i'm that, for. and <clears throat> there's a good there's a good poll in that she's getting ready to retire right when this yeah. happens because she's like oh my god i can i can help you know my husband raised ben and stuff and like i can we can go to corellia and retire and it'll be all nice yeah and uh but then they're like oh we need you to run you know for the uh not the not the centrist who's what 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 are the other ones called the 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 populace so like they need you to run on the populace ticket because like uh Basically, if you don't run, there's no one with like, no one that good enough win. to go yeah. up against the guy that the centrists have, which is Ransom Casterfo, who is like one of the coolest Star Wars characters. Such a good name, maybe ever. He's pretty suave. <laughs> Although Ransom his name's Casterfo. Ca- Apparently, his name's Casterfo. They got the audio like. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's not Claudia cool. Gray. <laughs> they usually send the pronunciations, and she had sent Casterfo. And they got it wrong, and so it's Casterfo in the audiobook, but she has said that it's supposed to be Casterfo. But yeah, Ransom is his name. I'm like, God, such a good name. But uh, God, so, uh, man, going through these, I'm like, I want to go <laughs> listen to these again. They're so I would good. Love, I think I'm gonna have to reread that book because there's so much detail in there, and that yeah. character is. Pretty it takes cool. us. It takes us all the way up to the dawn of the resistance, right? Like we yes, yes. you start meeting she, Wexley. She and chills all with Akbar in in Yen Nub, and they're like, mm-hmm. "We're forming the resistance," right? Yes. 
and we're introduced to Snap Wexley there at that point, right? Like, isn't he? They're like, mm-hmm. here's a, I believe here's so, a young yeah. pilot, and it's really cool because he's also in Aftermath. This young whippersnapper. Snap Wexley is, like, the most, like, old-school, like, like, Roy Rogers-y name that is yes. <laughs> in this universe. Like, they didn't even try yeah. to make it Star Wars-y. Um, there's a cool, just about your girl, Claudia Gray, um, Pablo Hidalgo has this quote, and I can't say it enough. Claudia Gray took a page full of ideas that we passed along and turned it into an amazing novel. Um, and apparently, Ryan Johnson contributed a couple ideas to Bloodlines as well. So, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, some good Bl- connections. Bloodlines is, yeah. Bloodlines is great if you like. There's some action, but it's very like politically focused and very like uh, character focused. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of converse, like political conversations between, you know, characters that have differing views and uh, how they both like work within the political system to either you know do right or wrong well, and star wars can't always be you know like explosions that. and fights a lot of this stuff has to start somewhere that's what a yeah. lot of people complained about the prequel trilogy that you know episode one was just all the senate talk and in all honesty i really enjoyed that because you kind of see how you know people don't always take power through force it's political stuff and you yeah. see it's, that yeah you see that totally in in uh bloodlines with the whole you know the galaxy is split up between these two and they're like sort of political parties but they're you know they have extreme views and you see these extreme views get even more extreme and you know secret armies start to form on both sides and you know that's how you get to the event of the force awakens and leia has a hand in that so yeah everybody (laughs) votes Definitely vote. Please, if you're listening to this. That was a this, really long go yeah. to everybody vote. Everybody vote. But, I mean, again, Leia had a, a big hand in leading up to the events of The Force Awakens. I mean, you know she so, leads the Resistance, but, I mean, she really created the Resistance. So, speaking of that, like, uh, so if somebody, let's just pretend, hadn't watched any of the films, would it be a cool exercise to watch the original trilogy and then read these books and then come to the sequels or are these books because bloodline was released after force awakens right uh i don't remember was it not yes but it takes place beforehand right but it's like well that's what i was kind of asking like is it is it useful information like going into or is it spoilery? Like, I'm just curious. Is it one of those books that has more resonance after having seen the sequels? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because you start see, you start making your own connections. You're like, oh, that's why that happened. I don't think there's anything in this book that will spoil what you see in The Force Awakens. But you start to see the way people's minds work uh, after the fact. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, mm-hmm. Force Awakens, when... So when we went to the theater and we saw General Organa, how did you guys feel about that? I was freaking pumped. I, I was most... I thought it was cool. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not what I expected. Right? So what did you expect from Leia in the... In most the people were like, oh, Queen Organa. And I was like, yeah, they'll do that. And then they didn't. I'm like, oh, they didn't do it. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, they didn't really do in Legends either, honestly. So I don't know why I was... Super surprised, <laughs> but they definitely treat her differently in Legends compared yeah. to uh, canon. Um, 
I loved her. I loved her in both the films. I'm devastated we don't get the conclusion. Because as I've said many times, I think it was going to be a mother-son story. Which we have not had and would be very unique. I don't think there's many of them in the entire universe of film. Um, that aren't like super creepy, like Bates Motel kind of. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Why has it always got to be creepy? Right. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing like what I had hoped was that there would be a similar moment that there was with Han, but Leia would be able to reach him. Um, I thought that would have been like, like, like Luke rescued his, his father. I wanted Leia mm-hmm. to rescue her son. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Which I feel like that's what the way that they were going. You kind of had that moment where Kylo Ren yeah. has that connection with his mom, and he takes his thumbs off the trigger. Yeah, she might. She'll come back from the dead. Oh, be like my son. So I brought this up when we talked about the Last Jedi when it came out, and I'm still wondering because I haven't really looked to see if it's answered in the book anywhere. When Kylo and the First Order go and attack the rebels hiding on on crate. Does he know that his mom is in there? Because, again, he asks, he says, no prisoners, you know, he wants them all dead. Does he know his mom is in there? I think or he Or do you knows. think he's so, at this point, that he's just so far gone that he he's like, just kill her? Or do you think he just yeah. has lost that connection because of his hate and at this point thinks I, his mom's been killed? I think that if it was him and her... I think, like like his father, like it was Han, I don't think he would be capable of doing it. But having that distance of being able to order other people to do it, I think he's not processing it on that level. Um, so he's not taking inter- personal responsibility. I think that's yeah. interesting you'd say that, because considering all of the extra canon material we've gotten, he spent more time with his father than he did his mom. Which can sometimes be a bad thing, especially if you're dad's a flake or you feel like you don't connect to him like hmm. his mother therefore was like you know something that was i, I, I haven't read the the novels i would be really interested sure. well, but he seemed to have a lot of hate for his father which he did not have for for leia i think at least because yeah. so at least in the books they, it means they make it seem like leia took care of him as a young kid and then at you know in his early teens he goes off with his uncle and this whole time han is bouncing from place to place to place so he doesn't really see him though yeah, that sounds like a recipe for hating your dad. Like, you know, my uncle's there to teach me. My mom raised me. My dad's been not really there. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we get a little more on that family dynamic because we have sure. little bits and pieces here and there. So what do we want? What would make us happy? Because we, you know, she's gone. Carrie's gone. I, I don't know what I want. You know, I don't know either, really. I kind of, I, I'm envisioning a Yoda type death. Like get it over with in the beginning of of the of the episode, and have her fade away. I don't know how. Um, I don't want it to be violent, but there's no other way well, unless she gets sick. If this movie is gonna take place, you know, more in the future, like they've been alluding to, maybe it oh, could be really? a well. There was this John Boyega talked about some sort of facial hair thing and this, this and that, and I think a lot of people are are figuring that there's gonna be a time jump. That it won't be as... Considering the last time jump was 15 I, minutes. Like yeah, well, that's anything. the thing. So yeah. I think some people are... <laughs> if they did some sort of time jump where five years go by... You know, or not even five. Give it, give it a year. Give it a year for, yeah. the, Repu- for the, the resistance to reorganize themselves, figure themselves out, for the First Order to really establish themselves. You can have, you can have it happen in the title crawl, and then you open up 
with some sort of memorial service, which I think would be beautiful, which I think a lot of people thought we were going to get for Han Solo, which we didn't. So I think you can kind of play it off by not necessarily showing her death, just saying, you know, in a recent attack, she passed away, you know, this, this, and that, and you open up with, you know, this giant hologram of Leia on this, you know, hidden planet, and Mm. they're paying their last respects, but let's go back to preparing to defeat the First Order, something. I don't think we have to see it. I agree. I like that. And what if, like, Kylo learns about his mom's death, and that's kind of the first time we see him. He's doing whatever he's doing, being evil in his evil spot, and, like, he's just, like, stewing and thinking about it. And then he starts to hear the, like, whispers of a voice. And then maybe he gets, like, voice ghosty mom voices in his head that start to drive him crazy. Um, Just flashbacks of his mother. Yeah. That, that would actually be, be kind of, of cool. a cool way of doing it where she's not a force ghost, right? but they show it as in his dreams. He just has all these memories of his mom yeah. that keep coming back. Yeah. I still okay. think we're going to see uh, a young Harrison Ford as like a, like a tape. A tape? Yeah. Like he's going to find a hollow recording of like <laughs> an old VHS 80s Harrison Ford being like, I wish I was a better father for you, Ben, or so, you know, something like that. And then he's going to lose it. But I don't know. All good questions. Well, um, all these questions being answered do... at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do Legends. You said there's a yeah, ton. Yeah, let's do Legends real quick so we can get to the news and get this going. So Legends, I wrote down a couple things that happened. Obviously, I'm not uh, I'm not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for Fan. here? An authority? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'm not an authority on Legends. So I, I a lot of this, you know, I just kind of copied from Wikipedia, stuff that I saw and was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and a couple that can go, we can go from, uh, from places. But one of the things that I found interesting was that, like in the canon timeline, Leia does not become the leader of the Republic. Um, she kind of takes a little bit of a back, like a, like a, back role and like kind of a general sort of role in all of the wars to come <laughs> like the Yuzon Vong and the apparently this second galactic civil yeah. war which was a thing and a- another thing I found very strange that I didn't bring up and I found it really weird as I went on uh, down the list of legend stuff I was like why are none of these characters aging <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean because like some of these stories are like 25 ABY, like after the Battle of Yavin. I'm like, okay, they'd be like 40, 50. Why do they look exactly the same? Saw those on uh, this back book? to tanks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why do they all look normal? You know, it's like, oh, uh, you know, one character has less hair. And I'm like, okay, but that's not like. <laughs> How do you make them older? You know what less I mean? Hair. Leia There's... still looks like. Carrie Fisher in her prime yeah and I'm like she's like 60 and at this point like why does she not look like a 60 year old I don't know it's weird um I also (laughs) I pointed this out in our chat earlier as I was like reading and skimming through it I was like my god she got kidnapped a lot (laughs) in legends like a ton and then I decided to do a like an uh an apple f you know in this article do a little control find and i typed kidnap 
and there were like six <laughs> different instances. To be fair, not all of them were referencing her, but most of them were. And then I did, and then I typed in captured, and there was like twenty four different. I'm like, oh my god, legends! Like, what's going on here? Well, that's your classic writer not knowing what to do with princess. Yeah. Like, oh, let's like, get her uh, captured. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like, did you not watch uh, the movies? That's not how Leia works. I yeah. mean, like that and one then time. One of the, uh, Sorry. Well, oh, wait, twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, kind of three. Pretty much each movie. But to be fair... Everyone gets I mean, captured. Everyone does get pretty much get captured. Although like, Chewie gets fake captured. R2-D2 and C-3PO right? are perpetually captured. Yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently, speaking of that, when uh, C-3PO is dismembered and Chewbacca has to carry him, that was a joke inside about how they were gonna have to carry leia throughout like that sequence in a new hope and they repurposed it with c-3po oh really yeah it works well with c-3po funny yeah it works (laughs) well because it's like a it's it provides the comedy for the dramatic moments going on the fact that he's complaining the entire time yeah (laughs) i don't like it being in a bag on your back like you know that's not a real line. That's just. <laughs> I, was say, I don't remember that one. <laughs> it sounded pretty close. I, you know, I remember that part. You got to get the Blu-rays. They have all the. No. Um, so I, one thing I I also found interesting about Legends Leia is that she has children, but she has more kids than she does in canon. Um, I I didn't write their names down. I remember Jason, Jason and, and Anakin. Uh, hang on. Leia Jason kids, and Jacinda, although... right? They were twins. Jaina, that's Jacinda, right? Jaina. Well, who's Jacinda? They had three Did kids, didn't up? they? Jacinda. They had Anakin. <laughs> Jaina. Anakin. Jaina. <laughs> Solo. Hey God. Solo. <laughs> J- yeah, Jason. Um, Jacinda and Anakin. Yeah. Wait, Jaina, um, not Jaina. I think Jaina was Wait. short for Jacinda, wasn't it? Jaina, yeah, Jaina Solo. I made up Jacinda. I think. Twin brother of Jason. There we go. And then there's Anakin Solo, who is the youngest child born to Han Solo and Princess Leia, and younger brother of Jason and Jaina. Jason and Jaina were twins, basically. Um. And so, what's interesting is that in canon, Jason and Jaina are basically Rey and Kylo, mm-hmm. like very similarly, but they're not related anymore. Um, and Jason, like follows a little bit of a different path but like pretty similar in terms of characters but in canon we only get the one child we have just ben basically i wonder how much like of the art because if you even look at their wikipedias like there are stills that look like it could be kylo and ray fighting and the two of them fighting um Mm -hmm. I wonder I wonder if that was kind of the thinking like we like this dynamic but we don't want our hero to continue this familial nonsense bloodline yeah. yeah yeah I think so legends was very much into like this continuation of a thing like right. you know that that whole bloodline thing that we sort of got rid of in last jedi whereas current sequel trilogy star wars seems hell-bent on just getting rid of that entire idea even in the wheel 
even Kylo doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, which I find fascinating on on many levels. And we'll ha- obviously we'll have to do a an episode for Kylo. It's hard to fit all of the Leia stuff in this episode because there's so much. Does Does Leia die in um, Legends? Um, not that I saw, but I wouldn't be surprised because there are some Legends books that are like hundreds of years in the future, like mm. past the mm. original trilogy. So like Legacy comes to mind as a series that's like about Luke's gr- like great grandson or something like that. So it, 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 it got pretty far along my lines. I don't know, like if you're asking whether or not she died like in battle i don't i don't know mm-hmm. i don't think so but not totally sure there's one line i just saw as i was scrolling through because apparently there was more leia force usage in uh, oh yeah in legends there was one still untrained this is so harry potter it's ridiculous leia was <laughs> able to shield her infant son anakin from palpatine's disembodied spirit Preventing yeah. the Sith Lord from possessing the child. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so there was like, weird. That's there so was some crazy. I think in Legends the idea behind the Sith ghosts was that they could like there were Sith ghosts, which there are in canon, like we see Darth Bane's ghost in Clone Wars. In the final episode of Clone Wars. So like there's this Sith ghost thing and like their whole thing is about you know, latching onto life and never letting go. So like the idea of there being these like Sith ghosts that would try to latch onto another living thing and like inhabit it, I think is, it sounds goofy, but I think it's like consistent, I guess, like with just what they are, um, that it doesn't strike me as like some of the goofy things that are in legends, but like, yeah, the idea of like Leia using the force to like shield you from the ghosts. I'm like, that's a little hokey. <laughs> I like in canon. There's a in the I think it's the first volume of Afra. There's a thing about a character whose name I can't remember, and honestly, like you wouldn't know because it's like a it's a character that lived thousands of years ago, and they don't they like he could have been a Jedi or a Sith. There's like they tell the story from like three different perspectives, and it changes the character changes every single time, which is really cool, but. The idea is like he has put his spirit into these like machines because he wants to live forever, basically. Um, and I find that l- like less hokey than like the Palpatine's ghost is coming for your kid, you know? <laughs> like, Hide your kids. <laughs> Hide your kids. They possessing everybody up here. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, and then another thing I saw was that Leia in Legends had this power called battle meditation, which is a thing that they talk about That's in Knights awesome. of the Old Republic. I want battle um, meditation. Yeah, so for people out there that don't that never played Knights of the Old Republic and don't they don't they talk about it at length. Battle meditation was basically this power where you would meditate while like your army was fighting and then you could have this sort of like starcraft level of control (laughs) over your army where you could like influence specific you know like you would influence people to make decisions that would change the outcome of the battle so you know it was like your way of influencing like it it was it's almost like you know when people 
in in the olden days when you would like fight a battle and be like oh it was god's will that we won that battle it's sort of like that thing where they're like subtly influencing like the uh the morale and like the decision making of people like in a battle in order to sway it in a specific way and so bastila who's a, a jedi character in knights of the republic she has that ability and it's apparently super rare so like and she ends up becoming your master Hmm. And, like, they talk about why she's, like, a big deal in the Jedi Academy because she knows battle meditation and she's freaking awesome. And, like, the legend, in Legends, they'd say that Leia has that ability, which I think is consistent with her role as, like, a general. Like, if you were going to be a Jedi general, you, that's, like, definitely the power you'd want to have, right? That's legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not canon anymore. Whether or not they bring it back, who knows? It seemed it seems now in canon that they've taken a lot of the Jedi away from Leia. Like they kind of, you know, didn't push her down that path like Legends sort of did. Um, but I don't know. It'd be interesting to see if they bring something like that back for her. Well, she definitely she definitely for has anyone, force powers. But... I mean, that's been shown now. Yes. Um. But, like, you know, cool, subtle force powers. Like, Mother Earth, mm. I can, you know, do things when I need to and just kind of know stuff. Force powers. Which goes along with the battle meditation. I think that's pretty wicked. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything else from Legends? <sighs> Not that I can... Cool. Not I have two I here, cool but... things I saw. There is a 2007 oh, stamp with Leia on it. So if you have that, you're really nice. cool. Um and also, I found this quote that I love um, from someone named Diana Dominguez. Um, Leia is a hero without losing her gendered status. She does not have to play the cute, helpless sex kitten or become sexless and androgynous to get what she wants. She can be strong, sassy, outspoken, bossy, bitchy, and still be respected and seen as a feminine. Which, I like that a lot. Um, nice. And I think that wraps it all up. Like, she was a brawless bikini person but i <laughs> you know there was never a point and there's still not a point where i'm watching those films and i'm like uh you know they really screwed that up with her character yeah. no she is a force pun intended the whole, the the force. whole time. <laughs> yeah um and obviously she's a huge influence um for so many things um you know, female characters and badasses. Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. More Leia stuff. I, I bet we're going to get more, honestly. Um, definitely read those canon books we mentioned at the beginning of the show, I too. To, I need to. They're freaking good. All right. We have been going really long, and we've got news and creature to get to. So shall we get to Let's the news? Let's do it. Let's do it. I have good news for you, my lord. <laughs> All right, let's get into right. some news. We got a couple news stories that none of them are like super big, so we'll be able to breeze through these really quick. Uh, Benioff and Wise have confirmed exactly when they're going to start working on their Star Wars film, and guess what? It's immediately after Game of Thrones ends, which is next year. So <laughs> we have a while. Don't I'm going to have... say don't expect any of their stuff for the next three years. I thought they were doing some sort of slavery, modern slavery thing. 
No, they can't. Oh, Confederate? They canceled that a long time ago. They canceled Confederate? Oh, yeah. Like, after the whole thing, they were like, never mind. Oh, were they really? Yeah. Oh. Um, but Entertainment Weekly wrote, Benioff and Wise's next gig is writing a new Star Wars film, and they received some final season secrecy tips from The Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson and producer Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, quote, they've given us a lot of hints uh, about how to lock things down, things we never would have thought of or didn't know were possible, they said. Um, obviously, Game of Thrones is going into its final season next year, which is crazy to think we had to wait an entire like year and a half to finish it, uh, especially after that last episode and the way it ends. It's like, come on! Are you kidding me? Ew. Uh, ew. <laughs> <sighs> ew. My for God. that? It's been ew for six years. Oh, oh no. Yeah. A, every episode, there's always an ew moment, but it's still good. I'm still watching. <laughs> yeah. Still, still watching. watching. Can't stop me now. <laughs> and. <laughs> Loves it. Yeah. So I would expect. I think that kind of lines up with what we were saying maybe last episode where we were talking about when we expect the Ryan trilogy and when we expect their movies, and I'm thinking 2020, 2021, yeah, we have honestly. A we got a while. Excited. So excited. Yeah. Great. So it makes sense. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, John Williams recovering well from illness. Oh. Um, so this came from Soundtrack Fest. I don't know. I don't know if we talked about this on the last episode, but there was some news floating around that uh, John Williams had had to cancel – an appearance at a concert that he was going to conduct in London and he dropped out cause he was sick and he went to the hospital. Um, and then we didn't hear anything for a couple days, but apparently he's fine. He's recovering. Well, he will return to Los Angeles next week. Um, if you Google and, uh, John Williams gonna... in the people also ask section on Google, the first thing that comes up is, is John Williams still alive? I hope so. <laughs> he's old though. He's 86. Yeah. He's getting up there. But hey, Stan Lee's still alive, so anything's don't, possible. Don't yeah, don't anything's say possible. Third name. Cause, Why? Cause Is that like a according to not <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I now I gotta say like a name of someone who's dead to like cancel it out. Uh, uh, I don't, I yeah, so uh, like Bing Bing Crosby. He's, he's dead, dead already. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> he wrote an interesting. I was like, "Who's old and did something notable?" Are you already starting those Christmas tunes? Is that why? <laughs> uh, no, not it yet. Is after all, we haven't gotten to Thanksgiving yet. It's November. It counts. I'll eat the turkey, then we'll talk about Christmas. There you go. All right, we'll get there. Kathleen Kennedy reportedly reveals Boba Fett film will not be made. So, uh, this happened at an event. Um. And I don't exactly remember. Hang on, let me just look at this. Kathleen, let me just read the article from Star Wars Newsnet. How about that? How about do we it. just do that? Do it. Kathleen Kennedy recently hosted a Ryan Coogler slash Black Panther event. And as she was leaving, journalist Eric Weber spoke briefly with the Lucasfilm president, asking her about the state of the Boba Fett movie project. According to Weber, Kennedy confirmed that the Boba Fett movie was, quote, 100% dead with a 100% focus on the Mandalorian which will star a character donning Mandalorian armor, just like the kind made famous in The Empire Strikes Back. So uh, this didn't happen on film, but this 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 happened. Then they they said, yep, it's it's gone. We were working on a Boba Fett movie, and then we realized that people didn't want these you know movies, so we're not doing it, and we're just going to do The Mandalorian now. So That's fine. 
but yeah i'm, I'm like okay that's fine that. i think that the i think that this boba fett movie was supposed to be the 2020 movie well and now that i now i think we're not getting a 2020 movie well just wait 30 years and then star wars will die again and then it'll come back and then you'll get your book <laughs> well, universe, and it'll be fine i don't think star wars universal has ever died by but... disney and then you'll have universal make star wars movies so it's okay every every life cycle there's a whole new production company at some point like orion oh, yeah. pictures will get it <laughs> orion <laughs> will come back from um, the hey, dead they're back the yeah are they no. The only thing I want. What are they doing? No. <laughs> Sorry, Becky. <laughs> the only thing I want, and this, and uh, Hugh McGregor was like on the View the other day, like, can I just please, please get a Hugh McGregor Obi Wan Kenobi movie? It can be later. Like we can wait, but like who knows? Maybe Ewan will die in some tragic accident. You never know, and we will have wasted. Yeah. Well, he's young. He's so it, wasted this golden. He's still young enough to where I think he could play a, a Clone Wars Obi Wan, right? Is no. he too old for that? Like with the beard and everything? I he's in his like f- he's in his like late forties, right? No, I want him on Tatooine. I want it to be dark and dusty and like I want him to get wrapped up in some other drama and yeah. it's gonna be beautiful and you want slow. like a you want like a Ronin Samurai yes! Western movie. Yes, yeah. yes, please. Yeah. We all want that. Will it happen? Who knows? But I don't know. They did, she didn't say that that movie was off, right? She didn't, <laughs> to be <laughs> fair. Yeah. I'm holding on. <laughs> she, she just said that the Boba Fett movie's not happening. Which, yeah, I also was like, I'm okay with that. Which I, I think take the as a confirmation, one. actually, that the Obi-Wan movie is on. So there you go. Done. Oh, this a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calling up comicbook.com. Anyway, Lego Star Wars All-Stars. New animated series spanning all eras. Uh, and I think it already debuted, but uh, I'll read the little press release here about what it is. Lego Star Wars All-Stars, a new animated adventure series that spans all Star Wars eras, will debut Monday, October 29th on Disney XD, YouTube, and Disney Now, comprised of eight shorts and four and four half-hour episodes. Uh, the series features Lego versions of the fresh faces of the Star Wars galaxy alongside iconic heroes, including Kylo Ren, R2-D2, uh, young Han, Chewie, young Lando, BB-8, and General Leia. The first five shorts will roll out daily the week of Monday, October 29th through Friday, November 2nd, culminating in a compilation special highlighting three additional shorts on Saturday, November 10th. Um, so, yeah, half of them are out. Half of them will be out next week. Yeah, so it's basically like a little... It's little shorts with a bunch of characters Lego doing Lego stuff. It looks... Uh, actually, the production values look pretty high. I was just looking at it, and I'm like, oh my god. Some pretty good uh, animation I got going on in there. That other Lego Star Wars show, the Brick... What is well, it called? I was going to say, there's another show that's on. Yeah. Right? This isn't meant to replace that. I think this is just a bunch of like shorts gotcha. done in that Lego style. But I think the brick, yeah, the brick whatever one is still going on. Gotcha. Which, you know, why does no one ever complain about that show? The, why do the they have Freemaker to, like, Adventures? throw all their ire at Resistance? Yes, the Freemaker Adventure. Because it's Lego. It's not supposed to be canon. <laughs> that's, that's I think true, that's the biggest thing is that because they erased the history. Well, they, they changed the history, you know. Everyone's like, oh, but well, that's not my Star Wars. And Lego has always been, like, this fun little side thing. Like, you, 
You can't get mm-hmm. mad at Lego. You're going to get mad at little toys. They're toys. Yeah. Pa- apparently, Freemaker Adventures ended uh, last August. Oh, no. Just ended. They ran out of pieces. I gotcha. <laughs> God. <laughs> I appreciated that. That was good. Uh, movies are apparently just clearing clearing the space for which episode nine is inhabiting which is probably smart because episode nine is going to just dominate the box office mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. honestly think i'm i was just thinking about movies in general i i couldn't tell you the last movie i went and saw like in a theater yeah i don't know oh ant-man and wasp i, I didn't see Ant-Man that and you missed out on a good movie I want to. I never saw it. I I think I need to rent it at this point. But oh, I didn't see a that. Star I didn't is see... Born. Everyone go see a Star is Born. It's amazing. Yeah, I heard it was good. Unrelated to Star Wars. Oh wait, <laughs> nope. Snap Wexley's it's got star in, it. in it. There you go. Oh, Snap Wexley's in it. I love all the memes with uh, with uh, Bradley Cooper. With like like hey, like I just wanted to see you one last time. <laughs> Putting different. Different images. In them. Uh, there so might funny. be like alias fans who are listening because J.J. Abrams, Star Wars, Snap Wexley, Full Circle. If you do go see A Star Is Born, there are two outstanding alias cameos that make you really happy. And like Bradley Cooper for, for us was like, I loved him back in the day when he was on Alias and nobody knew who he was. And he remembers his roots. And that's very exciting. So mm-hmm. there is Star Wars this moments. Is, Sorry. This is interesting from Forbes. Uh, it says for or from Okay, Forbes has a nice look at the box office landscape for the 2019 holiday season. They note that with recent shifts for the upcoming Wonder Woman sequel, the next Bond movie, and Disney slash Fox moving Death on the Nile out of December, the box office uh, environment for episode nine has changed quite a bit. Essentially, when episode nine hits, it will have no adult-focused blockbusters to compete with. It will still have to deal with unexpected rival franchise in the release of Jumanji 3 a week prior and will face some competition okay. with the Christmas release of Cats looking to repeat, repeat the greatest showman yeah, success. <laughs> and Cats? the November like... release of Frozen 2, which I'm like, what? Oh, that's mm-hmm. next year. Okay, yeah, I don't know why I th- I'm like thinking. I was like, it's November now. I haven't seen Frozen 2. Uh, <laughs> it's not done rendering, Josh. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah. Um, but all in all, Episode Nine has a much clearer path than any Star Wars release since The Force Yeah, Awakens. I don't think Cats is going to put up much competition. So what they're saying is Disney bought Fox just so they could push all the movies out of... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> does it uh, matter? <laughs> I mean, since all the money goes to Disney anyway, does it really yeah, matter Yeah, it doesn't anymore? matter. No, people, but it, there's still the, the concern about cannibalizing your business. You don't want to have so many pictures out that people don't true. go see them. Because with, you know, movie yeah. tickets are getting more and more expensive. You used to pay, what, yeah. $9 to see a movie when we were kids, and now you're paying... Back, back in, in my, my day, day, you had to go wait in line for three hours to get a good seat. One quarter, I saw three <laughs> movies and two cartoons. And Remember when sodas were 50 cents? I miss that. No. You know, when we were kids, they were 50 cents. I don't they know. were I didn't free if you anything. brought them in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that movie too, theater. Yeah. God, that was never the case. I meant machines. Oh, yes, yes. But but yeah, yeah, it's it's nice seeing all these movies clearing out. Um, I think Cats is going to be the biggest competition this cats. year, just because Felines and Star like Wars. Cats? Yeah, like Broadway Cats. Like Memory. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know this was happening. Neither did I until right now. <laughs> I didn't either. Yeah. So. Wonder Woman Two. 
Go see Star Wars and then go watch Cats. Go see a Star Wars. All right. We ready for a Creature of the Week? Yes. All right. Good job, Buck. They want no wonder. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> oh no, is this another Alex choice? Wait. Uh, it's not a weird one. I mean, it might be. I, we're going to find out. <laughs> Whisper birds, and I just weirdly remembered a thing I wrote down about Leia that I'll get to in a minute that I thought was really funny and, and forgot to mention. Uh, Whisper birds were a species of golden-colored bird native to the moon Yavin 4. The Ooh. birds lived in the moon's rainforest forests. Sorry. Silently traveling in flocks and roosting in the mossy trees that grew there. Packs of predato predatory stintarial rodents would sometimes <laughs> attack and overwhelm whisper birds when they were no, roosting. No. no, no, no. Rodents cannot kill birds. These are rodents That's of unusual size. That's not how size. that works. Huh? Oh, these are... Ew! Oh! Did you click on stintarial? Yeah, I, I just did too. I'm, I'm going to close that tab. No, he's hang so on. funny and weird. Oh, I love him. He's like, he's like, he's really gross, and he's like, oh, I can't even describe this thing. He's so wonderful. What are you talking about? He Look has at a him. tail that looks like a really long duck's foot. He looks like yeah. something you'd find he in looks, your sink. His face looks like old pizza, and I love him. <laughs> his face does look like old pizza. Okay, That's we're great. off. We're off. We're off of this. Off now. topic. The thing that I remembered. From Legends Leia. I'm just going to read this this thing uh, that I saw on the on the Legends thing for Leia. It says, during the early stages of in the Galactic Civil War, Leia aided Star Tours as a rebel front for ferrying rebel spies. <laughs> oh, <know>. man. <laughs> That's great. I love that Star Tours was just in Legends. They're like, yep, this is a thing. What Why are you talking not? about? Yeah. I actually don't know if it is. I, I know say, the Star Tours is, ship is in Rebels. Is and new Star Tours? No, canon? it's not. But they don't call it Star Tours, right? It's just the ship is the there. Star, and... It's a Star Speeder 1000. Actually, at that point, it would have been, yeah, I think, something like closer to the... No, in Resistance? No, oh, in Rebels. Rebels, there's... Remember, they get, like, episode two, they get on, like, a little Star Tour oh, ship. Oh, yeah, Rex. C-3PO and... R2 are there, and they're like, let's go. It's Yeah. But I don't remember if it's if it's actually it's, Star Tours or if they're just, just like... A transport. I don't think Star yeah. Tours itself is canon. I mean, you also cross timelines and stuff like that, so it's its own thing. But the original sure. Star Tours became... I mean, it's, it's a ride. A ride. Yeah. <laughs> well, the original Star Tours became part of the Legends canon for a while there, too, because the Death Star that you attacked was technically... A hologram version of the de the third Death Star from the whatever like it got real convoluted real bad, so they tried to work that in and it just didn't. Uh, to me, it felt too forced. Like just let me yeah. enjoy the ride. We know it's a ride. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's a cake, Toby. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for the show. Um, does anyone have any final thoughts before we do close out here? No. No. Oh, right. we've gone on real uh, long. Make sure you What's vote that? for the Star Wars fan awards, and make sure you vote in real life at the same <laughs> okay. time. Do I was both. like, I was like, oh, you're just gonna really gonna fill it out here. And then I heard fan awards. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, Star Wars fan awards are up right now. You can Do vote both. for a short film, long film, costume art. Some really cool things on there. 
but at the same time yeah. do your civic duty duty and vote in real life because i saw i saw someone who had made like a steel or not a steel uh uh, like a uh, painted glass version of like it it was like kylo and ray like they were saints yeah there's really one lady it's very she's a uh a blacksmith and she made herself a steel captain phasma armor suit like legit like it's it's really cool that's awesome that's awesome all right well if you'd like to find more episodes of the of the if you'd like to find more episodes of the show or find out just a bunch of general information about it, you can go to us, starwarspodcast.com. And if you'd like to follow me personally, you can go to Twitter and follow the Jawa Josh. Where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca June Lane. And our official Twitter is at LTA underscore radio. You can find me on Instagram, Dapper underscore Fet. Our Instagram is also at LTA underscore radio. And Facebook.com slash long time ago radio. And check out Boom. our Patreon for fun exclusives. Yep. Patreon.com slash long time ago radio. We have a November watch along coming up at some point, but I don't know what we're watching. Can we not do another e- Ewok film? Yeah, can we delay that? Yeah, can we well, watch another let's save like, that for good next year. thing? I was going to say, I could do another... one a year. Let's do one a year. Let's do one a year. <laughs> one a year. Wait. Well, technically, oh. last year we did holiday special, and then this year we did. Yeah, we did Caravan of Courage, but then we did something else, right? Solo. Solo. Well, no, we did another. I feel like we... Wa- no, no, we... Oh, the other watch-along we did was Forces yeah. of Destiny. Now I remember. We'll find something okay. good. But well, give us your money, yeah, and we'll, we'll give you we'll something in return. <laughs> and you can check out our new segment that we just started, General Grievances. Yeah, General Grievances. <laughs> where we are not a positive podcast for Let a second. Let me tell you about all you the You know what grinds my gears? Fandom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. May the force be with you. Have a good week. We'll see you guys see later. Ya. Bye. Bye. Go vote. Bye. No, no, no. Bye. Vote.